he um, was thinking, yeah, my sister can't make cooler stuff than me. Yeah. So I'm starting Airsoft by myself now, but I don't need any advice from my sister <laughs> because I know it better. Because yeah, he's <laughs> so, a boy. Uh, he, he's a boy, yeah. he's cooler. And um, yes, I'm the bigger sister. I'm not cool. You're listening to the Defro Airsoft Podcast. Hosted by Stuart Rowe. Meet the legend. Meet the legend. This episode is brought to you by Hefe's Airsoft Solutions. Use code DEFRO10 at checkout. Hi everyone, I'm Stuart Rowe. Welcome to the DEFRO Podcast. Today we have a special airsofter joining us all the way from Germany. Say hello to Airsoft Sophie. Thanks for joining us, Sophie. Hello, and thanks that I can be here. Oh. Of course, of course. Uh, I've enjoyed looking at your Instagram over the last few weeks. You have some really cool pictures, and it looks like Airsoft in Germany is lots of fun. Yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tell me all about yourself. Who is Airsoft Sophie? So at first, yeah, my name is Sophie. I'm 23 years old, and I'm living in Turingia, Germany. Mm -hmm. I'm playing Airsoft now for one and a half year. So when I met my boyfriend, he played Airsoft for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. And the first three years of our um, relationship, I don't like this hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like it. It was uh, weird yeah. <laughs> for me. Yeah. yeah um, a little bit crazy to say this now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, after three years, I um, gave it a chance and I went to my first game day. My um, sports club no longer existed at the time, so I made sports for a lot of years. Um, and during COVID, a lot of clubs has uh, just crashed. Yeah, yeah, so and many closed. And I was closed, looking yeah. to find, yeah, unfortunately, and um, I was looking to find new team sport. After the first game day, I uh, wanted to continue with Airsoft because I had really a warm welcome um, and fitness. And I also started my own Airsoft Insta account. Then and the YouTube channel with beginner guides and talks. <laughs> nice. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, I had a similar uh, situation with my partner. So... Uh, I've been with my girlfriend for about uh, three years and she tolerates airsoft. Uh, she will join uh, <laughs> one airsoft game uh, each year and I will go on one hike each year. That's how our relationship works. Wow. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you can say it was the same with me. I tolerated airsoft as his hobby, yeah. but I couldn't imagine to start ever by myself. I know, only, <laughs> only maniacs play but, airsoft. Uh, yeah, when I had a closer look, <laughs> then I wanted to give it a chance. But you have um, to be willing to do it. When you say, mm, it's weird, I'm not interested, it won't work. Yeah. You um, must be really willing to try and to get in touch with people. And shoot them. And then it will... It works out then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Like uh, the community for Airsoft is amazing. Uh, most of my friends in Japan uh, that I've made are all from Airsoft because when yeah. you meet a normal person 
and you tell them like about your hobby, they, they judge you and they think it's weird. And you need to like convince them that airsoft is good and you have a strange back and forth. But when you meet someone that really loves airsoft and you really love airsoft, you already have a connection. And because yeah. airsoft is such a unique hobby, uh, when you meet someone that plays it, you can like instantly become friends. It's really, really efficient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So people play airsoft for many different reasons. Why do you play airsoft? Um, yes, like you said, um, one main reason why I um, continued with playing airsoft is the community. When I had my first game day, I um, met a lot of people. So um, I wouldn't say we were friends from the first day, but you were, I met a few people there. Yeah, yeah. And um, we talked and they made me compliments like, wow, nice uh, game for your first time. And you can get really good and stuff like that. Um, this gave me hope and I feel welcome. Yeah, really a lot of uh, crazy, <laughs> nice people. And I had a feeling like um, this will be great someday. And now they are my team. I joined them and I have really made a lot of friends there. That's one main reason. And the other reason for me staying at uh, this hobby or activity is fitness um, oh yeah you have to be fit like to I play airsoft well yeah to play outdoor airsoft you need to be fit because <laughs> you're running around you're carrying the gear walking back to respawn you you burn a lot of calories like the only reason i'm in somewhat good shape or just a shape <laughs> is because of airsoft it's the only e exercise i get and it's so important to do uh, anything that um makes fun and um to make sports or something like this um because it really burn a lot of calories on the game day yeah uh, i was actually like talking to some uh girls uh in japan that play airsoft because there is a very big community of girls playing airsoft in japan like before corona wow. like 20 percent or 30 percent of the players at the field would be female which was just great. <laughs> and after Corona went down a little bit, but now it's it's starting to go back up. And I was talking to some people about Airsoft and they're like, oh yeah, I love playing Airsoft just for the weight loss. And I've lost like 10 kilos so far just by playing Airsoft. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so it's really, really good for all fitness and just losing weight in a fun way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. And you, you don't uh, feel like it is uh, heavy to do. Yeah. You you don't feel like it's hard to yeah. do sports like this. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just that's fun. that's the best. <laughs> it doesn't feel like you're going to the gym. It doesn't feel like you're exercising. No. You're running through the jungle shooting people. You're, you know, trying to stay alive. <laughs> you're fighting for your life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are some of your best and some of your worst? airsoft experiences yeah so um i would basically rank an event um at the world of conflict um as best experience this is the event in poland 
and Protsec in Poland. And it was my first bigger event. So um, it was also the first event with my team in another country. And that alone made uh, us all very happy. In the first morning, uh, we got a small aura that seemed not very exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was preventing the opposite uh, faction from approaching. After we fought quite an unsuccessful battle facing each other, my squad Charlie decided to uh, flank the enemy over a long distance. Um, in the end, we eliminated uh, them from behind. Nice. Also, they uh, had uh, two vehicles uh, and were clearly in the majority. Um, we were only four. <laughs> we were only four people against uh, this whole faction of military uh, people with two vehicles. And in any case, it was really cool and we had earned uh, a lot of respect to all the other players. And uh, also now, one year after all of that, we um, always get people calling out to us. Uh, Do you remember that uh, thing you did at the role of conflict? Oh, wow. Uh, that's cool. Everyone really remembers. Work. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's and, really cool. Um, When you can flank yeah. an enemy team and get like a, a team wipe or when you can get silent kills, stealth kills, surrenders, it's such a adrenaline rush i i absolutely love it that's yeah. my whole play style is designed around that so i will never uh bother trying to kill like someone one-on-one i'll always try to flank mm -hmm. i'll try to get behind the enemy team then i want to kill everyone that's <laughs> that's what i'm out to do and wh wow. when you do it it's fantastic but 70 of the time you fail but for that 30 of the time where you pull off a perfect flank and you take out the team, it's just the best feeling. Yeah, I really like it. And it was so special because we didn't think it would work out. Right. Because we were far, <laughs> yeah. far against uh, the Heikels and really a nearly whole faction of maybe 20 people or something. But you made it work. <laughs> just um, we wanted to do something and... We wanted to move, so we just ran and ran uh, for like uh, one or two kilometers. Really? That, wow. It was a really, really far distance, and I'm not the sportive person, <laughs> so it's pretty hard for me, but we really ran fast, and yeah, we got them from the back now, and uh, they don't expect us to do something like I that. I don't think... This was our I don't think anyone <laughs> expects to get flanked for two kilometers. No. That's that's incredible. Nice work. <laughs> so, um, the guys that were with me are all very good in sports and very fit. Uh, not me, but I don't have uh, to um, have um, to decide what we're doing because I'm just one. They are free. When I say we're running, we're running. Sure, that works. <laughs> All right. How so, about uh, uh, okay? How about a bad experience? What's one of your bad experiences playing airsoft? If we have to talk about the worst experience, to be honest, uh, it was a different event. Mm -hmm. 
it even started very well and uh, then later everyone seemed to be against each other it was really a mess and I woke even up in my sleeping bag with a snail on my face. Oh, no one likes end, that. Every four... No, <laughs> it was just grass. <laughs> and in the end, every fall, everyone was mad at each other. But no, it's fine again. It's just uh, the thing about when you play LARP, LARP events uh, with different factions that are enemies, some players can see the difference because uh, between this is my real friend, but he has to act a role right here in this game. And okay, he was mean to me, so I hate him now. <laughs> and that was really a problem because in uh, our club, all people are cool with mm, each mm, other. Of course. And it pretty hurts then if you um, are faced uh, in a battle with someone that usually is a friend of you, but um, then you feel like, uh, why is he doing something like this? Yeah, you um, feel betrayed, yeah. That's so mean, yeah. And that was the problem. So everybody was mad at each other. After the second day, there was just a bad feeling. Just a bad vibe. All over the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's that's the thing with Airsoft. When you have like a great vibe, it's just the best game ever. But as soon as the vibe is bad, it just becomes really, mm -hmm. really difficult to play. People's egos get hurt and mm -hmm. it's, it's just not good. So it's really important to, you know, check yourself when you realize you're getting angry and just, you know, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> No, no, no. It's not good. All right. So last question for the introduction now. Why should someone have Sophie on their team? What benefits do you bring to the table? Okay. That's a little bit difficult to answer, but I asked a teammate of mine and um, he said I'm good and at coordinating and moving forward clever. Okay. So I would say my intuition is almost um, every time good. Okay, so women's intuition. When I have a feeling, yes, it will work out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and I have a lot of useful stuff with me, like an aid kit and little extras. And I also tend to swear in a very subtle way. Okay, that's always useful. <laughs> so when I get enraged... It's uh, just honey fed <laughs> me in the tomb. Nice. All right. That was a really good self-introduction. I think everyone will be very happy to have Airsoft <laughs> Sophie on their team. And now for a commercial break. Are you looking for a company that puts the community first? Look no further than Hefe's Airsoft Solutions. The founding principle of Hefe's Airsoft Solutions is to offer a way for players of all types to get the greatest experience possible. Their passion is making a difference in local communities and serving each of their customers with the utmost respect. Become part of the conversation by joining hundreds of fellow airsofters in the Discord server. There, you can find out about upcoming events, sales, giveaways, and more. Join us today and start enjoying all that Hefe's Airsoft Solutions has to offer. Together, we can make a difference in our community. And for listeners of the podcast, tap into the power of the code DEFRO10 and save 10% on your next purchase at hefeysairsoftsolutions.com. Some exclusions apply. 
the more you use the code, the more it helps the podcast. Okay, back to the podcast. Okay, let's move on this to is... the next part now where we can talk about guns and uh, loadout. Can you tell me about your current gear? I know that you really like wearing full camo. So what kind of gear uh, are you using at the moment? Well, um, to be honest, I've really collected a lot of stuff during the last year and a half. My squad has the agreement that we all dressed uh, in Olive. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have a tactical pants, a combat shirt and boots in Olive. I also took care to create my personal gold piece for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a plate carrier. Nice. <laughs> from Invader Gear with uh, some fast Mac pouches, an admin pouch, which many people have asked me about. <laughs> so uh, you can pack a lot of little useful stuff inside of it. And um, yeah, I also have a bag pouch uh, with a capacity of around four liters. That's a big pouch. It's, yeah, it's attached directly via Mola. Um, and the team member has also bought it uh, because he were, was so convinced about his backpack working for me. Um, yeah, and it's a good um, thing to carry snacks and stuff and also um, bait stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can never have enough snacks. Like when you're going out and doing a meal no. sim, <laughs> you, you need those carbs. Uh, you need that quick energy hit that you get from a nice big bar of chocolate or some you know some nice sour snacks you can never have too much food when you're playing milsim and yeah nothing is uh, worse than being hungry and starting it better <laughs> yeah exactly especially like if it's snowing or something yeah. all right can you tell me uh, about your gun i heard that you use a hk416 why should it someone is. use a HK416? What's good about this gun? Um, so, um, it has a really special color. Yeah, it has like it's three called... colors, right? They're all different colors, yeah, all it's... different versions of yellow. It's called uh, RAL 8000. Okay. And it's a mix between um, Olaf, brown, and sandy colors. So it's really good for tanning as a tan and um, yeah, I just love the color. It's so special. Yeah, it's the first gun I've um, seen that's like three different colors. It's 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 interesting. And, yeah, and um, I have the S A E G version. So um, it's called um, A E G International. In Germany, we say S A E G. And an SAEG means they, that it's same year. under it's like zero point five joules, right? Uh semi automatic. Oh, okay. That's semi automatic. So uh in Germany you are only allowed to play full auto in um uh until uh now mm -hmm. point five joules. Yeah, okay. So like half so a joule. All normal guns are semi auto. Yeah, that makes sense. And when you play at semi-auto, what is the dual limit? Um, it's a little bit different. <laughs> when you play um, on short distances, the most field 
uh, say it has to be like on the 2.4 or 2.6. Wow, joule, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> the absolute um, limit is uh, under 3 joule because everything that is over 3, uh, 3 joule has to be a sniper rifle. Okay. Wow, those are very generous rules. So basically, there's no automatic <laughs> yeah. weapons. Everything semi. Uh, um, I I just um, made a fault. I meant um, one point four uh, up to one point six. Oh, okay, that's very so, very uh, different. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's uh, make this right. It's for semi-automatic uh, normal guns uh, up to one point four or one point six drill. That's the limits of uh, the fields, so they can decide a little bit um, which woods they want to make. <laughs> yeah, that, that, but, that um, seems similar to a lots of American rules with like riflemen okay. and DMR are limited to like maybe 1.5 joules, like around that, and it's semi-auto only, you know, give or take yeah. a little bit, but yeah, that seems pretty normal. Okay, then uh, back to my HK416. Um, it's uh, compared to my buddies who play with gas uh, guns. Uh, it never has disappointed me. So um, it's very constant in every weather and uh, remains uh, very, um, yeah. Good working. It's not disappointed me. And in addition, it has been tuned with a gate tight MOSFET. Oh, wow. You've, someone's got a little bit of money. They're <laughs> yeah. not cheap. They cost, they cost the same as um, the guns. Oh, no, not really. It's worth it. It's just like uh, 150 euros. Oh, in, so in Japan, kind of like, we can get the gun for, <laughs> let's say, $300. And then the gate titan okay. and installation is $300. So it's oh, it's the same price for that's us. That's a little bit different. So um, I have to say um, we pay for the gun, yep. 500 euros. Okay. So that's expensive. And the gate titan MOSFET is only 150 euros. So it's absolutely worth it. Um, because the weapon has a better response, of course, yeah. runs smoother yep. and promises a longer life. And that's absolutely worth 150 euros. Yeah, then. if you can <laughs> afford a Titan, definitely put it in. It'll definitely improve your gun 100%. Yeah, and it also warns me when the battery uh, runs low. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's useful. So when it makes like beep beep, <laughs> I know the next round I use a new battery. <laughs> nice, I like that. Um, I don't have a gate, gate Titan in any of my guns yet, but my teammates use uh, Gate Titans. I use uh, Pre-Run mm -hmm. uh, because they were about a third of the price. So I just, I got yeah. it because I'm cheap. But yeah, I'll I'll get a Titan <laughs> in, in my next gun. I can understand this. Um, Airsoft is just so expensive. It's so expensive. And, uh, you have... Uh, <laughs> You have to make your priorities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like for me, um, I buy a new airsoft gun every month and that's my, I don't know, little reward to myself, I guess. So every every month on payday, I'm like, yay, I'll buy a new gun. And now <laughs> I have over 50 guns in my apartment and my whole apartment just oh. looks like a gun store and I have no more room to display them. So for the last few months, I haven't been <laughs> buying new guns because I can't put them anywhere. 
But I guess that's everyone's like mm-hmm. dream problem to have. That's the problem every airsoft wants. Yeah. No storage space. <laughs> All right. So for our next one, um, that was my gun collection. So can you tell me a little bit about your gun collection? Um, no, we can just continue with my gun collection. Mm-hmm. So I don't have like 50 guns. <laughs> um, I am um, trying to um, concentrate on one main gun okay. and a good backup. So because <laughs> I also trying to spend not too much money yeah. on airsoft. Yeah. But uh, making good um, priorities. So, uh, like I'm shooting my main gun to its best, mm-hmm. so it's always working, and it's my personal gold piece to have. <laughs> so I only have uh, four guns in total. As I told you in the beginning, <laughs> my boyfriend convinced me to start with airsoft. And for our birthday, it was uh, 2020, I think. Okay. One year before I started Airsoft, he uh, got me an UMP 45. Okay, but and he bought you that before you started? Yeah. Was that secretly <laughs> um, a present I for think... him that he wanted to use for himself? Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> so uh, that, that UMP was in his. Uh-huh gun before okay but um he just slowly tried to convince me to start with airsoft to give it a try and i really didn't expect him to make uh, a gift like that Uh, airsoft gun i didn't wish me stuff like that um, and i really uh, didn't have expected it (laughs) yeah I got the UMP 45 and um, at Christmas. Oh, of course. So not much later. He, um, that was the moment when I uh, got the Walter PPQ. Okay, nice. The James Bond gun. <laughs> Great. As a backup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was my backup. So I had main gun and backup from that moment. And I still had not played one day airsoft but i had two guns no that's (laughs) fine i was just uh talking to the previous person on the podcast and he said that uh before he started airsoft he wanted him and his friend wanted to create a perfect kit so they spent one year saving Uh all of their money and then spent uh all their money to buy a perfect kit so the best guns perfect camouflage (laughs) perfect plate carriers helmets comms the entire uh, kit and caboodle. And then when they rocked up to their first game, uh, everyone thought they were pros. And then when they said, we don't know how to play, this is our first game, everyone was shocked because their gear was just so incredible. So it's a... yes, people have different um, priorities. So, yeah, that's... Uh, wow. <laughs> that's even crazier than the stuff that my boyfriend gave me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> it's better to look like a beginner at the field. So the people always uh, treat you like a beginner. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, both lay around for a while. <laughs> then I got more and more information about Airsoft. The UMP 45 uh, was bought 
used and uh, the previous owner must have screwed up the paint job pretty badly. <laughs> it looked really, really messy. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw it in the photo. So, it was interesting, uh, yeah. Um, of course, I decided to give uh, that old lovely UMP a new paint job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I made a um, base with uh, olive. Okay. And then I, I um, just printed different uh, leaves on it, like brown leaves and uh, tan leaves. And so it looked like... Um, you wanted to make it look like that and not just uh, make it look like a nest. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't it looks know nice. what you got the, the good previous... camouflage pattern on it. Yeah. So the previous owner has <laughs> really messed up, but I decided to make it uh, to make it better. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the best things about airsoft. Like after you buy a gun, you can really personalize it and make it your own. And a great way to do that yeah. is painting it. Nice. All right. So. Uh, yeah. Let's now uh, talk about uh, a loadout. So you've been playing Airsoft for about a year now, so you would have a mm -hmm. great idea on what guns, what gear uh, is necessary for someone to begin Airsoft. So if someone has a budget of about 500 euros, how do you think mm -hmm. they should spend this 500 euros to create a perfect airsoft beginner loadout so um the first thing <laughs> i uh would think about is the airsoft gun of course so i i would not spend a lot of money uh into an expensive uh, in into ex expensive pants or something or not uh, a 200 euro plate carry it would be done. You have to start with a gun that doesn't disappoint you. So when you start to play and the gun is just not working. So something, it something won't make reliable. Sense. Yeah. So um, I can always just say that it's worth uh, watching videos about um, tested guns so when you're a beginner and you look for a gun around maybe 200 euros or something you have to look uh, for something that people say it works yeah that's the most important thing you have to trust on people that made experiences with that gun and when they say you can trust that it works then you can buy it, but don't buy something without getting information before. Okay, so re research so, is the most important. There's so many yeah, good really uh, videos important. on YouTube that people can look at. So if you just type in like best $200 beginner gun or best gun mm -hmm. under 200 euros, I'm sure tons of stuff will come up. And yeah. if you can see three or four YouTubers all recommending the same gun, it's probably a good gun. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Just do your research. That's nice. And so it's the same thing with the backup. Uh -huh. So uh, on most fields, you have to carry a backup because they are usually <laughs> under one tool. Yep. So you can use it for the short distances or inside a building. Yeah. And it 
also important. So don't start your first game day without having a backup. Yeah. When uh, people have bought a main gun and a backup, which is in their budget, so uh, let's say they spend $250 or euros uh, in that stuff, they have an amount of 150 euros left. Okay, that makes and sense. And the next uh, thing you have to buy is uh, safety glasses. Definitely. Oh yeah. You can't uh, you can't go on the fields without having that. And I uh, think that uh, you don't. Uh, it's not a good idea to buy the cheapest safety glasses. Oh no, you need the expensive Just, ones. Um, <laughs> Maybe not the most expensive ones, but safe ones, really safe ones, and not just uh, something you would um, put on when you uh, mix something together or uh, it can get dirt into the eyes. It must um, protect you from those BBs flying with tool or something at your face. And that's really, really important. After that, um, also, um, it is important to wear high shoes. So as boots, mm -hmm. like um, you would wear for a hike or something. So you need to protect your uh, ankles. Don't... Yeah, yeah. You need to protect your ankles. So uh, you can't wear just uh, sneakers or something. Many people try, but I don't think that this is a good idea. The Sneakers are, are really hype. good for like when you're doing indoor, when you're doing like speed QB. Yeah. Or like when I'm doing like a kill house or something like that and I want to be really silent because if I wear my boots, I'm really, really loud. But if I wear sneakers, I'm much quieter. But if you play outside, mm -hmm. boots, 100% yeah. boots because you will hurt yourself and boots will protect your feet and they will protect your ankle from breaking. So yeah, get, yeah. get boots. So um, that's a really, really big risk, uh, risk when playing uh, on a forest or something, yeah. then you need to protect your ankles. Uh, and I uh, also spent around 100 euro for my boots because I knew that it would be really important and when you have shoes that aren't comfortable uh, you you won't feel good when your feet start to hurt uh, after one hour playing oh that that's um, a good you point won't have fun. like i really like yeah. my boots like i probably have 10 pairs of shoes but my boots are the most comfortable and when i put them mm -hmm. on yesterday just to go to the airsoft field as soon as i put them on i was like ah oh, these are so comfortable and I really enjoyed just <laughs> walking to the airsoft field yesterday just because my shoes were so yeah. comfortable. Um, so yeah, good <laughs> shoes will completely change your airsoft experience. That's a good point. So, yeah, it's good to say that. Um, and after people have um, bought two guns, that's important safety things like uh, glasses and also protection for the mouth yeah. because... Uh, well. Having teeth shoot out is not and, an experience you wanted to make. It. And it happens, and it's very expensive to fix. I've seen it done. Yeah. And normally it'll yeah. be always the, the front teeth that get shot out in my mm -hmm. experience. And players are yeah. always just shocked. They're like, I, 
I lost a tooth. I lost a tooth. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be $1,000 to fix. So it's expensive. Yeah. And you look strange. Uh-huh. So wear, wear a mouth guard or wear yeah. a mesh mouthpiece. The Valhalla masks I, I see and, are really popular at the moment. And I promise a player that have lost a teeth or something during a game won't ever play without a mask. Oh, yeah. Again. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, and when we got this and good boots, um, maybe that person will have uh, 50 euro or something left. Then you can look for tactical pants or something or a combat shirt. But that's not the most important. People want always to walk around a big operator, yeah. but um, just um, they just uh, spend their money for things that are important for the safety and also that they have fun with their gun and it doesn't disappoint them and when they have this um you can get really comfortable and good looking uh, tactical pants for around 50 euros yeah they're not so expensive you have not to spend 200 Uh, they can get really expensive but um you can also get stuff like this um for 30 to 100 euros, so it's possible. You can also get, get second-hand um, goods. There's lots of second-hand yeah, uniforms yeah. you can buy that are really cheap. And I also started with a multicam loadout um, where I spent only like 40 euros for the pants. Yeah. So it's a tactical pen, and it's good. It's... Um, yeah, I, I, I spent probably um, 4,000 yen, which is probably like 30, 40 euros on my multicam pants too. Yeah. It, it's fine. You, you don't need to so buy the absolutely $200 or $300 pants. Yeah, and that's okay. Even uh, for a beginner, you don't look, uh, you don't have to look uh, like an operator yeah. from the first day. Exactly. It's uh, not necessary. Just start with cheap stuff and your mind will change quickly. So when you start with multicam, one year later, I promise you will um, walk around in a completely different way. Yeah. So your mind won't ever like the same stuff. Yeah. For me, uh, I'll sp- I'm on loadout, I think, number five now. So I started mm-hmm. with my multicam loadout and... I finished that. I absolutely loved that. And then I made a, a SWAT loadout and then I didn't really like that. So I didn't really wear it. So I then made the nest loadout from Transformers 3, which is a very specific mm-hmm. loadout, which has like a very specific vest and stuff. And that, that was a great loadout that I ran for a while. And then recently mm-hmm. I've got into... Um, uh ranger green so i've got my my ranger green carrier here but the really hard thing with ranger green is that lots of online stores will confuse ranger green army green and just green and od like olive drab and i'll just call it green so like when i bought the pouches and stuff uh for my play carrier half of them are od and half of them are ranger green so the colors don't, you know, work perfectly. So now I have to go buy the same pouch again in a different color. But 
it's fine. That's all like part of the fun of putting together a uniform, making it work. And then when it's all finished, you are really proud of it. You use it for a few games and then you start building another uniform because Airsoft yeah. is constantly buying things. That's what's so great about this hobby. Mm-hmm. There's always something to buy. Yeah. And it won't stop. It won't stop. <laughs> as soon as I finish my, my uh, Ranger Green uh, outfit, I'm going to make another one. So I just need more storage space now because plate carriers <laughs> take up a lot of storage space. Yeah. We, uh, we, uh, we all know this. <laughs> so I'm at plate carrier number three now. <laughs> and I'm just playing for one and a half year. And I'm changing my uh, loadout. Imagine what you will be like at 20 when you hit like, 20 years um, like me. Like your whole so, apartment so, is just uh, guns and vests. That's all <laughs> it is. It's no yeah. room for socks. No. <laughs> So, uh, unfortunately, I'm living in a small flat. Oh, me too. We are, me too. Uh, we, we are also thinking uh, that we need to buy a house now. Yeah, for, so for the gun So, we room. don't have the money at the moment, but uh, we need a house to have enough space for all of this uh, stuff. We, uh, and you can make a nice little shooting have, range in the house too. And we will get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I did that in my last house. I had a nice uh, two-story house and uh, we used two of the, the bedrooms. We had like a daughter's bedroom, my bedroom, and then the third bedroom, we, it was officially the guest room, but it was unofficially the gun room. So it, it was great. We had little targets set up and you could go down the hallway, you could open the door, then you had like a 10-meter range. It was great. So shooting in a, in a house is much better than shooting in an apartment. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So nice work uh, talking about the vest loadout for beginners. Uh, I agree with all of those points. Uh, $200 for a gun, uh, then spending like 100 150 on a sidearm, and then spending the remaining money on boots and nice glasses is great. And then just buying the, the next stuff just as you need it. Yeah. Then you can always have fun. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so let's have a look at part three now. Uh, this can be airsoft in Germany. So mm-hmm. different countries have a different selection of fields. In Tokyo, we have so many fields. Uh, I have about 100 fields that I can easily access within about an hour well, of my house. I have indoor fields. I have outdoor f- fields, urban fields, kill houses. Uh, private properties, abandoned buildings, speed QB. Uh, we are, even have a new one called UAB. There's just so many different kinds of places to play airsoft, but every country's different. What's Germany like in regards to airsoft fields? So I sometimes have the feeling like the airsoft community starts to grow at the moment. So for a very long time, um, people, when when you say I'm playing airsoft, they always uh, said or reacted like, oh, it's like paintball or something yeah. because paintball is known for longer yeah. and um, airsoft wasn't as popular yeah. as paintball. Yeah, I, I still like, tell people uh, that I play paintball when I meet someone that <laughs> yeah. doesn't know about airsoft. 
I say, oh yeah, me and my friends play paintball on the weekend. They go, oh, okay, cool. But if I say I play airsoft, they say, what's that? I go, it's like paintball. So I can just make the conversation shorter. Yeah. So I'm not really long into it, but um, I have the feeling like the last one or two years, um, the community in Germany um, started to grow a lot. Okay. So it always continuing with growing. So um, in Germany, we are not as far as in other countries. Um, we are always growing and the community is getting bigger and there are still a lot of new fields uh, opening. But um, for example, I'm living in Thuringia and um, the field of my sports club, Freunde uh, Sonnenberg, is in Sonneberg. <laughs> so it's a village near Sonneberg called uh, Heinersdorf. And it's uh, like the nearest field to me. And I have to drive one hour to get. Oh, that's okay. It one is. hour is, is pretty so, normal for traveling to Airsoft. Door to door. Okay, so it's one hour. And um, there are also two other fields with one hour in the other direction. But uh, when... I really uh, think about which other fields uh, there are uh, not much. So if I uh, would think about uh, traveling maybe two or three hours uh, to come to an airsoft field, they, there are not many. So in Germany, you have regions with really a lot uh, airsoft fields but uh, in my region there are not a lot so you have just to choose between like two or three fields and everything else is just really far far away it would be a, a weekend yeah. <laughs> trip or something <laughs> Yeah. All right. So let's have a look at some airsoft fields in Germany. Uh, Sophie, what field do you recommend people go to? So I would like to talk about the field of my team, Airsoft Freunde Sonneberg. Mm -hmm. It's located in Heinersdorf, a village near Sonneberg in Thuringia, Germany, where I live. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what kind of field is it? I would say uh, it's a medium-sized field. Mm -hmm. So it has an idyllic river at the edge and a meadow with smaller structures and a large building uh, with a forecourt in the middle. Okay, nice. So it's a, it's an outdoor field. Does it have a forested area or is it more an urban design? It's surrounded by forest, but um, there are no, um, no trees at the uh, field or something. There's more a meadow with uh, small buildings and um, smaller structures on it. And yeah, but uh, at a river, you can use some trees. Okay. It's not uh, like forest, but it's really natural. Nice. That's cool. It's it's really nice when you can play airsoft in a environment that has real structures because yeah. it's just so much more fun than the artificial barricades that lots of fields have. All right. So, does the uh, tell me about the facilities of the field? Is there um, is there a nice staging area? 
Do you have uh, vending machines? Is there a toilet, a changing area, uh, stuff like that? Okay. So we have uh, toilets, uh, toilets, but it's not uh, like a real toilet. It's uh, those, I don't know how we call it, Dixie. Is it a? We call it Dixie. This is it the one our, that's in the uh, temporary that building? Are portable. Uh, so portable toilets oh, okay. that need to be uh, cleaned up. <laughs> sure, uh, we for... call them porta potties or porta loos. Yeah. yeah. So we have some of those. Okay, that <laughs> that makes sense if it's in the countryside. Sure. Yeah. And uh, we have changing rooms. Uh, so as I told you, we have a bigger building at our field uh, where the first <clears throat> um, area is used for playing. So down in the building, the people can play and also shoot. And when you go upstairs, there are two more areas for um changing the rooms with lockers and something and we have also um a bar in that building you where bar? you can that's yeah. great my airsoft fields don't have a bar i'm jealous oh <laughs> i think so and um people can get rental there they uh can get also um smaller stuff like whatever is sold at the moment smaller pouches glasses um also gas and bbs at uh, such smaller things and um there's also a man that always um yeah he cares for the bar and he sells drinks and coffee and also sausages and sausages. So that's, that's pretty great. lovely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, food is so important at airsoft fields. Uh, in, I remember at one of the fields I went to in Japan, I paid for lunch, which was like five euros. And we, for lunch, yeah. we got a bowl of spaghetti, just spaghetti, just the pasta. And then there was just like uh, one scoop of like tomato sauce on it. Okay. And that was lunch. It's like, this, this is trash. Like this... I wouldn't give this to a dog. It was just the absolute <laughs> worst food. And at that time, it was snowing as well. So it was so cold and I was so hungry. Good. And we had this terrible food and it just ruined the day. But if we could have some big German sausages and a beer, that's a much better lunch. So they all uh, they are also selling beer. So that's like a stereotype by it, uh, all Germans. But... Um... Yeah, yeah I, I'm Australian, beer, so yeah, but... we drink just as much. <laughs> That's fine, but uh, don't mind. Yeah. I don't support drinking beer before the game day, but after. Yeah, it's <laughs> they can. Yeah, <laughs> um, when you play airsoft, it's important to stay hydrated. Uh, so drinking yeah. water or you know Red Bull during airsoft is good. After airsoft is when you can have you know three or thirteen beers. But yeah, don't drink during airsoft. <laughs> no, no. That being said, one of the previous people on the podcast did talk about beer league airsoft, uh, which did sound incredible. So like when you did like capture the flag or something like that, to capture the flag, you had to like Is drink it? all the beer uh, in the enemy's base, <laughs> which did sound really, really fun. So 
I have never heard about right? something like that. Me but too. I was impressed. Yeah, I, was I like, think all it's right. fun. I, I, could, I could play a round of that, but I'm not playing that all day. <laughs> all right. I would not uh, last for like one hour right? and then I would be finished. <laughs> it, would, it might be a fun way to finish the game. It might be like the last game of the day yeah. would be fun. All right. Uh, what about the uh, the field condition? Is the field in a good condition? Uh, are the buildings new or is everything old and broken? So um, the building is very old. So um, it's a barrack. Yeah, barracks. So, yeah. Um, back in maybe, I don't know, 50 years or something. So a lot of time there were military people mm -hmm. in this building. And it was built uh, for that reason. Yeah. And it was used um, all the time as a park. So um, it was uh, after that for a really long time uh, lost place. So yeah, um, our field owner thought it as a lost place. <laughs> so he had really to work hard to make it um, okay. As an airsoft kid. That's cool. But um, playing in uh, abandoned yeah. structures, especially abandoned army bases, is the best. Um, I, My favorite field in Tokyo is an abandoned hotel. And it's more fun playing in a real building than it is in an artificial <laughs> one. So, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Buying in abandoned army barracks. All right. What about the yeah, rental you equipment? Can call it like that. Do you have uh, good rental equipment available? <clears throat> Yeah, it's enough. <laughs> it's not pretty a lot because um, we usually have between uh, 40 and 50 players at our field. So it's okay to have uh, around maybe four rentals. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, just uh, beginners use them. So young uh, guys like 18 years or something, um, they rent it and so like three or four guns are okay. Yeah, that's enough. But um, it was always enough. <laughs> okay. What about the security at the field? Uh, do you have like video cameras? Are there lockers? Are lots of people stealing things? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> we had the problem or we know the problem that um, sometimes um, young people with um i don't know that uh, want to make uh, illegal things okay yeah <laughs> get get uh, onto the field so we had um uh in the mud uh seen that people were driving uh, with uh bikes around and something so we knew they got on the field and uh it's not okay so that they make a mess and they get on the field and we have to clean all of this. So we have a camera in the uh, yeah, you have, entry yeah, you have cameras area, around the field, yeah. But uh, not much. We have also lockers, but um, you have to use um, the lip of your gun case to close them so you have to bring your own lock okay that makes sense to using them yeah 
All right. What about game types? Uh, do you do different game types uh, at your field? For example, team deathmatch, capture the flag. Yeah, it's um, normal that we play team deathmatch or capture the uh, flag, uh, pilot recovery, and collecting gas bottles. Okay. So, I don't know. Do you know that? I don't know those. I, of course, I know bottles? the first two, but pilot recovery and collecting gas bottles, I haven't played before. So collecting gas bottles is uh, you put like um, you have two colors so for each team and you put um, two bottles at the area of the building then two bottles at the field down at the bunker for example and um, then the teams have 20 minutes time or something to carry their own bottles into their base okay nice. the team that finishes at first have won the mode we all uh, always um try to uh, find new game modes which are not used by other teams right. so um the players can experience new things right. so uh, yesterday we tried a new game mode it uh, was with the Juggernaut. Oh, Juggernaut's so, great. Um, I love Juggernaut games. Juggernaut, yeah. And um, it's also an idea from an event. So one of the um, um, players uh, did dress up as Juggernaut. So, <laughs> and uh, all people were so convinced about this idea. And uh, it was so great that we made a mode out of it so uh, when we for example put the bottles gas bottles on the field uh, he walks around and it's like um, he can shoot at people that move or shoot at him but when they don't move he's not able to do anything ah so it's <laughs> so like a t-rex making... rules he can only see mo movement yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. And that's uh, making every game mode more interesting yeah. and a little bit harder. And there's also um, the rule that um, he has a bell yep. on his back. Yep. And when you shoot at his bell, it will ring. Yes. And when it rings uh, five times, mm -hmm. he's... Um, he's out. Uh, he's out for like one minute and uh, can't do anything so you have really the chance to carry your bottles during that time and um then the game goes on <laughs> okay that sounds really fun yeah All right. um next question is about the refs what are the refs at the field like the referees the umpires yeah so um our team has uh, members that pay membership fees mm -hmm. and um, we get the chance to play for free at our field okay. as a, a thank you <laughs> for being in the club and paying the fees. But uh, we also Wait, wait, have, you, you uh, get to, to take... play on the field for free because you pay the fees. We pay the fees. Uh, but we don't um, only have uh, these things like, um, yeah, funny things. Okay. <laughs> we also 
uh, care for the field. Uh, so um, we, yeah, we do uh, work days where we uh, fix buildings or clean stuff and things. And we also make uh, the refs at the game days. So, uh, like, um, we are 40 or 50 members, uh -huh. and there have to be uh, 10 people that uh, make refs. Wow, 10 um, refs? That's in each game? When 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 it's uh, working output. <laughs> That's amazing. When, uh, yeah. So yesterday was a really good day. Um, we were a lot of people, so um, they made um, the um, entry costs and someone else um, made the chrono. So they um, controlled if everybody has the allowed uh, jewel limits and something, and there are also spawn refs and field refs. Nice. You guys and, are very uh, organized. Are... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So with um, having so many refs on the field and having the refs that are your own players, uh, I would guess that there's almost zero cheating. Do you have lots of players cheating or yeah. not calling their hits? Sometimes um, it's really fair because people see we are real to them and if they would cheat they <laughs> would uh yeah would take the consequences but um yeah unfortunately you have always uh, one or two players There's always that one or can't two. Yeah. play fair yeah. so you have them always and they don't call their hits or there are guys like oh he just hit a gun he don't hit me. <laughs> I didn't feel anything. I'm sorry. So you're always hearing stuff like that. But uh, when a player comes to us and says, so I hit him like five times and he didn't call his hit. That's bad. We um, we try to watch secretly. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, to uh, see him cheating. Mm. Um, and when we get him <laughs> then uh, we ha go uh, to the person and talk to him uh, or if it's a heavy cheetah <laughs> we have uh, something like a orca back up and then we go at his back and shoot at him also and then we see if he's calling uh, his hit or not and when uh, rest Hits Wait, so, a so the, re the ref will call. shoot the cheetah so, for confirmation. And if the cheetah doesn't respond really good to the ref, then it's yeah. pretty good evidence. Okay, I like that. I, I wish we would do but that yeah. here. I would give all the refs guns. That's, <laughs> that's a great rule. All right, our last <laughs> question. How much does it cost to play at this field? Um, 30 euros. Oh, that's all right. That's the same as most other fields. That's actually not that expensive okay cool well that sounds like a really cool field and the next time i'm in germany or the first time i'm in germany i'd like to check it out it sounds fun thank you <laughs> all right let's go to the last few questions on the uh the podcast now 
So let's uh, talk about your dream airsoft stuff. Can you tell me about uh, your dream airsoft gun, dream airsoft team, dream airsoft event? What are your ideal airsoft things? So I don't have a special favorite gun. Okay. Because I'm actually very happy with the one that I have. You're in <laughs> love with the 416? Really in love with uh, <laughs> my 416. Um, but it's a dream of mine to play a sniper. Okay. I think uh, that would be cool and could suit me well. Mm -hmm. Because I'm um, a type of player that... Uh, acts more in the background. Okay. I'm not pushing forward very fast, but I'm more um, viewing stuff and um, seeing how people react. And then I'm looking for a cool spot and then pew pew, <laughs> moving to another cool spot where people run. So um, maybe being a sniper could suit me really good. Yeah, that makes and sense. And that would be a dream of me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I already have a team, so... Um, you don't want to change them? I don't them. wanted to talk about something like uh, changing to a dream team. Uh, clearly, uh, it would be better to say it would be the best if all of the people had always time and uh, could always play together and mm. make things. Uh, availability but is the most important with that, a team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that won't uh, change in any other team. Yeah, so, I have the same uh, problem with my team. have always things to do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dream Airsoft event, that's a good question because... I never was to a really, really, really big event. So um, I was uh, at different events, but um, something big as, uh, for example, the Berget in, in Sweden mm -hmm. would be exciting for me because um, they have powerful vehicles there, like tanks oh, and nice. helicopters. Yeah. And uh, I would really like to uh, be there one day. Yeah, I would love so to go to an airsoft event with tanks and helicopters. That would be fantastic. Yeah. All right, cool. So our next question here is all about uh, improving at airsoft. Can you tell me some tips, tricks, or techniques that you know for people to use to get better at airsoft? I would recommend every beginner first to inform about such things as um, how do I set my hop up? How do I set my optic? Hey. And how to get the gun ready on a game day? Nice, yeah. I, I struggled with these things at the beginning and it took me a while to learn it. <laughs> I also know beginners that didn't know um, how to use and load and store a battery. Yeah, that's important, so, especially uh, lipos. They came to me and and said after a month, why is my battery broken? What have I done wrong? And when you then ask them, uh, have you put your battery out and stored it uh, the right way? What? I have to put it out of the gun after the game? Yes. <laughs> and so... There's a lot um, of things beginners can not know and do wrong. But the only way to um, 
get better and learn all this stuff is to talk with other people and uh, not be too shy to ask about uh, any question. Have you started using LiPo batteries yet? Or are you still using the uh, the Neamp ones? No, I'm using LiPo. Yeah, so when people start using LiPo, there's all new things they have to learn about battery storage and yeah. maintenance. Because <laughs> those things are grenades just waiting to explode. <laughs> so fortunately, I uh, have my boyfriend being really professional yeah. with that. So... He um, always told me how to do that stuff. and But when I uh, was a beginner without having anybody helping me, I uh, don't want to know how much batteries uh, I would have. Uh, oh, I ruined a few. Until now. <laughs> like I, I started playing Airsoft when they had Nisid batteries. And Nisid was the first generation. Then they had Niamp or Nima. And now they have LiPo. And for Nisid batteries, you had to use a discharger. So after you yeah. finished uh, playing with the battery for the day, you had to connect it to this device that would deplete the battery of all of its energy. Yeah. And if you didn't do that, um, if you use the battery to like 40% and then you charge it from 40%, it thinks the 40% is empty. So instead of getting a hundred percent charge, you'll only ever get forty percent. So when you use Nisid batteries, it's absolutely uh, it's very, very important that you do the proper maintenance. Because I ruined a lot of those batteries and it, like I'd have to change batteries sometimes two two times or three times a day because the battery's only holding thirty percent charge. Oh, that's so hard. Um but it's really important to know things like that. And no one, no one tells really you. You just find out by yourself. <laughs> Expensively. And this will get really expensive. It's very expensive, yeah. I've got a lot of dead batteries <laughs> yeah. that if you put them together, I probably have three or four hundred euros worth of batteries. My brother just made the same uh, when he bought his first gun like uh, a half year ago yeah. because... Uh, because he's copying he, you? He um, was thinking, yeah, my sister can't make cooler stuff than me, yeah. so I'm starting Airsoft by myself now, but I don't need any advice from my sister <laughs> because I know it better. Yeah, because he's a <laughs> so, boy. Uh, he, he's a boy, yeah. he's cooler, and um, yes, I'm the bigger sister, I'm not cool. Yeah. So, Please, uh, like, he never... wear a GoPro and make a video <laughs> of you just beating him at an Airsoft game. That'll be hilarious. Brother versus sister. And I'd watch was, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll try. And one month ago, there was the moment when he came to me and said, mm, I think my battery is broken. What did I make wrong? <laughs> and then my boyfriend came and uh, asked him, did you ever turn the battery out and charge it correctly? Recharge it? Store it right? What? What are you talking about? Oh. Should I have done it? <laughs> so he has learned now. <laughs> yeah. That's how people learn at the expensive way. All right. I think that's so, really good advice. So take good care of your batteries. Learn how to uh, I was like, learn how to charge your gun correctly. Learn how to adjust your optics. Learn how to adjust your hop-up. And after that, everything else you can just learn on the field. So yeah, I think that's really good advice. Okay. 
And we also have oops, experience that, uh, that training uh, can really help to get better and learn from each other. Exactly. So use, use the chance when you uh, have an old field, uh, an own field or the possibility to meet in any way, in a house or something, and uh, learn from each other, like uh, changing magazines or something. Also, this needs a lot of practice. Oh, so much practice. Uh, one of my team members, his name's Mayday-san, uh, he absolutely adores doing tactical reloads. And if you watch his YouTube channel, uh, the, most of his videos, especially his shorts, will be him just doing different magazine transitions and showing like, ah, oh, here are <laughs> the three different transitions you can do from low ready. Here is how to do the three transitions from high ready. This is the the... He's got names for all of them too, and he's really, really good at it. So um, I wish I could do that. <laughs> check it out. Um, it's actually really good to learn, and I've I've started doing it now. So I try to run low cap magazines, so then I have to reload uh, on the field because it looks really good in YouTube videos. Uh, otherwise, I just use yeah. uh, like a two hundred and seventy round um, mid cap magazine, and I never need to reload. Maybe. And it's fun because I can just shoot everyone, but I want to look yeah. cool too. So yeah, reloading is important. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it needs a lot of practice. So much practice. Okay, a last question for today. There are lots of airsoft players that people like, and there are also airsoft players that people absolutely hate. What are three airsoft players you love? And what are three airsoft players you absolutely hate? So generally, I can't stand those players who don't call their heads. Oh, of course, we we all hate them. <laughs> uh, They're trash. Disregard the rules of the game and don't take care of the interests of the team. As someone who often does field organization, I can only say that unfortunately you have them always at a game day. Um, and please play fair or don't play at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The next, the next um, player type is, and don't get me wrong, I um, would uh, assign myself more to Milson mm -hmm. than to um, any other type, but um, those extremely obsessively, seriously Milson players who really pretend Airsoft isn't fun for a hobby, whether you would give everything on the battlefield and um, every fo uh, everyone needs to be military. Okay, yeah. Um, like, come on, it's fun, it's a game. And um, there are some people make it so serious, like uh, they would die if anyone is uh, playing a little bit uh, more the fun way. I don't like it, uh, so I'm... Um, Especially for public games. Yeah, I like playing Milsen, but uh, those players who act like it's real military, they are just annoying. Okay. Yeah, it's too much. Okay. <laughs> and a type of player that I like are those people who can just inspire others and um, encourage their team to strategize and get everyone involved. So like uh, when the mode is not working for the team, they can um, 
push others and uh, make the game change so you can win the mode finally. Nice. I love that when someone acts like, come on, you dare, you dare, and uh, we're pushing forward now, and then you get it. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, you know, when you have a team that works together and you have someone that has strategy and also can communicate with the other players and let them know what the expectations are, then you can win almost every match. So yeah, good communication, yeah. good leader, and just everyone that wants the, the same thing. So yeah, that's really important. Mm -hmm. All right. So Sophie, thank you very much for joining us for the podcast today. I think you did an excellent job uh, answering uh, all of the questions. Uh, thank you for your in-depth answers. Uh, for the last part, let's just do uh, a quick shout out. So the, the mic is yours. Feel free to shout out uh, any team members, any brands, uh, or just how people can contact you. The, uh, the mic is yours. Okay, so yes, of course, I'm always happy about new contacts on Insta. So feel free if you like to uh, look at my Instagram account as Sophie. And there's also an account for my team, RSFS Sonneberg. Uh, so um, you can find them when you look at my account. So my team is also always happy to have people that follow and um yeah just support it okay and, i'll put your um, links uh in the description so people can yeah, easily find your team and you. your site and what many people are not expecting i'm also on youtube and making beginner friendly videos and talks so the videos are not high quality but they are 100 percent um, honest and made with love <laughs> so if you like just uh look at my youtube too and the last thing i want to say is thank you for inviting me to your podcast it was really a hollow for me and i had so much fun talking <laughs> and thinking about all this stuff <laughs> so thank you and all uh also thanks to all the listeners to Hearing us <laughs> yeah, talking yeah. about this stuff. Hopefully some of the uh, the listeners will go over to your uh, Instagram and your YouTube and you can get a few more followers. That would be great. All right. So uh, th Thanks. thank you very much for uh, joining us today. This episode is brought to you by Hefe's Airsoft Solutions. Use code DEFRO10 at checkout.